want to know if Peter really served Will (laughs) or if this was a paid actor. Yeah, it was the fucking Monopoly man. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a Bachelor Nation groupie. No, no. Don't hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. It is the best of times. It's the worst of times every season. It always is. It's like always torture. It's it's torture. It's hit or miss. It's like, am I excited or do I dread it? And I don't, I still don't know the answer. And I don't think I ever will. There's moments Um, that are like, like content gold. And then there's other moments that I'm like, I could have gone my whole life and not needed this. Especially starting it at 9 p.m. Eastern. I think that that is cruel and unusual. Yep. Like that's how little they've cared about the last few seasons of The Bachelorette. They're just like, fuck it. Started at nine. Like if no one watches, no one watches. And like we are recording now after. So it's, a you know, after 11 my time, I'm like, who do you think you are? You think you're this important? I mean, yeah, because both of us have plans tomorrow. <laughs> literally like so we have no choice <laughs> like I, I texted know. Kayla and I was like can we record like it's fine if you want to record tomorrow knowing that I like I can't record tomorrow <laughs> but I was like I don't want to like put anybody in a tough spot but Mike Fleiss has put us in this spot and, and this you is know where what? we sit this is the best time for me to mention um once again are you a listener of this podcast if you do not listen to me mention Survivor So last week we recorded the day after the episode aired, which the episode aired on a Tuesday. The bat so the Bachelor's on Tuesday, Survivor's on Wednesdays. We recorded on a Wednesday, and then I watched Survivor immediately after. And all I'm here to say is, once again, this is my weekly plug for the show we do not cover. All the conversations that Emily and I are desperate for the Bachelor to have concerning race, concerning racism, concerning society, all the things. And we're always like, why are they dancing around the subject? Like, why are they so afraid to address this? Survivor is doing it all. Like, I was so, like, we recorded our episode last week about The Bachelor, and I plugged Survivor. And then immediately after, I went into my living room to watch that week's episode of Survivor. And I immediately texted Emily, and I was like, this this is it. Like, I, I understand that most people gave up on the show 10 or 15 years ago. And, like, I get it. Like, I really do get it. But come back. Come back yeah, and watch it. Yeah, man. That's my shameless weekly plug for a show we don't cover. It's, it's an not ad. That's our color. ad. <laughs> That's our ad. Hi, we don't do week- ads anymore. We just plug Survivor. <laughs> this week, I, Emily literally doesn't even watch it. <laughs> and every I'm week, like, she lets me plug go it. Go for it. You know what? Um, Fair this enough. week, we're sponsored by Survivor on CBS. As always. Um, So yeah, anyways, that's my plug. If you're just like wanting a reality show with a little bit more substance, like make your way over to CBS and watch Survivor and then DM me. There you go. Anyways, so anyway, (laughs) another, another season of, I texted Kayla this. I said, I love when the hot people unionize against the flops. You'll notice the title of the episode. Hots versus (laughs) flops. That's what the men tell all is. It's the hots versus the flops. Mm -hmm. 
it's fine. Everybody knows it happens every season. The hots stay hot, the flops stay flops, and we move on with our lives. But then Nobody sometimes- gets a redemption arc, really. Not during the tell-all, but then sometimes the hots go to paradise and become flops, i.e. Brennan, right. i.e. Blake Hortzman. Um, i.e. almost Ivan, but Ivan didn't fully get there for me. But yeah, I yeah, like just was dumb, but like he wasn't like a, he wasn't a bad person. He wasn't me. a bad he was guy. Just dumb. Yeah. Mm-mm. So basically what we're saying is hots can become flops. Flops can become hots, but at the men tell all, none of that happens. It is, it is just bland as hell. It is everything that you think it's going to be every season. And I consume two hours of it every season. And I leave stupider than I came in. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of things that made me feel stupid, um, we kick off the episode with Caitlin and Tasha looking stupid hot. Like stupid they hot. walked on stage and I was like, it must be exhausting to be that beautiful. Like I get dressed up every once in a blue moon and I'm left exhausted. Like yeah. they look this good a hundred percent of the time. And yeah. I just, I'm blown away. I'm blown Un- away. Unwavering hotness and good for them and good for them. I could never. But like, I'm, I love them for it. Like they consistently are bringing look after look, after look, after look. Well, they have to give something since the men give nothing. Absolutely. Always. Every season. They've so. never given us anything. No. Um, so that's how we kick it off with just Tasha and Caitlin. Uh, honestly, this episode like made up for all the lost airtime we had of them this season. Yeah. I, I was like obsessed with it. I was like, wow, we got, we got enough of them this episode. And that's what I have been waiting to say. Yeah. And then we take a walk down a relevant lane. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I forgot that happened. Well, the first like so on. thing that they do at the tell-all uh, every time, which is honestly very helpful, is introduce all the people because we've mm-hmm. forgotten about every single one of them. And I think in their introductions with what, you know, they show the name and whatever on the screen, they should show went home week blank. Because yeah. I would benefit from that. I would be like, oh, went home week two. Good to know. Because there were the two guys at the end, I was like, no idea who you are. Happy you're here, but happy you made it. You? Yeah, like, thanks for coming out. Um, remind <laughs> me of your names and your jobs and, you know, when you went home. Like, everything. Well, so, it's like, noticeably when they introduce themselves, the most notable absence immediately is that Clayton is not there, presumably because they were filming his season while this was happening. Yeah. but. Like, once again, we get nothing about Clayton. Like, I get it. Like, it was a logistical thing he was filming. But, like, you'd think if you're going to give us a Bachelor that we know nothing about, you'd at least be like, yeah, uh, yeah we should get him to the tell-all. Yeah, give like, him a hearty tell-all segment. Like, like, also, it's like, oh, it's a logistical thing. But, like, it's the fucking Bachelor. They could have flown Clayton anywhere in the yeah, world for a day. They could have taken a break from filming for one day. They could have left the girls in the hotel and none of the girls would have been the wiser. They would have all been like, we don't see Clayton for a day. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like it. nobody would have known. And I no just was one. like, I was like, why, it, why in the world? And I promise we won't spend yet another episode only talking about Clayton. But, like, it was like... Uh, this of all the times, like this would have been the perfect opportunity to give Clayton like a lengthy hot seat so we could get yeah. to know more about him. Like nothing, just nothing. No, instead they just like held a gun to all the guys and were like, <laughs> what do you think of Clayton? What do you think Emily, of Clayton? Say Emily, now. I promise we did not text about this. And my exact note is, 
where is it it says all the guys with guns at their back he will be the great bachelor (laughs) (laughs) all the guys were like never seen a better bachelor in all my days can i please go home like they were literally holding a gun to these guys heads like instead of just being like clayton come for a day come for four hours they were like hey if you say something mean i'll shoot you in front of this whole audience and it's gonna be a messy nda so just fucking say something nice it was dude they were all like robots they were like Clayton will be the most amazing bachelor. Clayton is meant to be a dad. Clayton wants this so bad. And he's such a great guy. And I really want this for him. Like it was was literally, it sounded like a Gregorian chant. I was like, oh my God, Like, go back to the monastery folks. It was fucking insane. I was like, okay, you could have literally had him come for four hours, but whatever. So he didn't. Especially because um, I'm pretty sure they're back to filming in California. Like, I'm pretty sure. Didn't they say the return of the mansion? Yeah, like, all that stuff. It's like, the return um, of, and this only filmed not maybe a week and a half ago. <laughs> so, like, I presume he was probably done filming at that point because, like, they have all this preview shit that they're showing us. They showed us the fucking finale. So, <laughs> they aired the finale. So, like, I assume they were done. <laughs> Um, and also like they're back in California. They're also, I guess, traveling again. So like, maybe he was like in Rome or something, but like, I don't really think that's probably the case. I was fucking dying. I I think that they're afraid of critique because if they had him on, it would only make their case worse. They're afraid to show him even a little bit because they know that we'll be like, okay. (laughs) So... But well, anyway. that that's like a, something that's going to be relevant is going to be Clayton seasons that's coming up. So we skip immediately to an irrelevant group of people where we talk about the Peter Will shit again forever and the narcissist thing and the pizza thing. And it was a whole conspiracy. We spent more time trying to debunk. 20 minutes trying to debunk if Will wrote reviews of Peter's Pizza Restaurant than we did talking to people who were like key players of the season. Like, like Literally. I don't like Martin, Ol- but Olu I would have rather had a one on one. Yeah, Olu could have had a one on one little section. Yeah, and instead we fucking talked about my least favorite drama of the season. Like honestly, I'm like, if I'm gonna confront anyone, it's like, yeah, I want to fucking talk to Jamie. I think he's a piece of shit. I yeah. want to talk to Martin. I think he's a piece of shit. Like if I want to confront drama, right. which I do. It's those two fucking guys. It's not this guy who went home fucking week three who makes yeah, we pizzas don't care about. and is a self-proclaimed pizzapreneur. Okay, obviously a loser. Don't give a fuck. Let's move on. Let's you know? move on. I That's don't understand why they gave him so much time. I don't. I mean, it, it got like absolutely crazy. Like it was, Will it was like telling Peter to tell Murray. his sister to stay out of his DMs. Yeah, that I was, was like, insane. I'm that not was gonna like, lie. funny. I almost, I almost did do a spit take. I was like, what the fuck? But it was like fucking Maury. It was like fucking, yeah. it was like the most put on production-y reality show shit. I know this is reality TV, but like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, as like cheesy and terrible as they can get, generally don't get to that point. And we yeah. went there a few times tonight and it was like, this isn't even fun to watch. It's just like trashy. And that's what people think the show is. And that's why people judge watch watching the yeah. show because they're like it's so cheesy it's so stupid blah blah, blah. And it's like yeah it's because of these moments that you think that yeah it Ugh. it was stupid um although I will say the telling tell your sister to stay out of my dms uh was 
equivalent in my brain of Jed's ex-girlfriend dating Hannah Brown's brother. Like it was that level of mess. And I was like, I was kind of like, oh, that's tea. But like then I was over it like immediately. That was huge. Also, like, why didn't we elaborate on that more? You know what I mean? It's like instead we were like, is his pizza even good? I was like, I don't give a fuck if his pizza's good. I want to know why his sister's DMing Will. Would have loved to hear more about uh, Peter's sister DMing Will. I think that's hysterical. I love drama, you know? Um, But this wasn't drama. It was just like so put on. And it was the least interesting of the drama, which is what made it so fucking annoying. Yeah, it was not good. It was not fun to watch. Um, And then, you know, to close out what was the stupidest conversation in franchise history, um, Peter says, rest in pizza. So. I can't stand that fucking guy. (laughs) Like, get a life. Um, And then we move on to the other drama that nobody fucking cares about because it only took up about 15 minutes of the first episode, which is Ryan and all his notes. And they're like talking about it. And I'm like, we got the answers on this. Like, why do we care? We already asked him. He doesn't need to defend. And he had no defense. Like tonight he's like talking. I'm like, we already know. Move on. Like, I do not fucking care. (laughs) And then we move on to Rick S. Or not Rick S. Chris S. Who everyone kind of starts to drag. But then like for once Rick joined in. Which let me know that this guy sucks. No, because Rick says that Chris says better looking women suck my cock than speaking about than Michelle. And Rick's like immediately, fuck that guy. And I was like, Rick, drag his ass to hell and back. (laughs) I was like, holy fuck. This is where it got fucking. This is where it became the hots versus the flops. Okay, (laughs) like at this moment, the hots came to play, bitch. Rick starts it off and then. And then Taisha asks Olu for his opinion. Now, mind you, when Taisha asks Olu for his opinion, she's borderline drooling. She's like, Olu? <laughs> and I was like, same. I was like, Olu, yeah, tell us. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like sweating bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> like crying and sweating and puking and <laughs> shitting. Like, like everything. The way that Taisha looked like she was drooling when asking his opinion, I was like, Mm-hmm. She's America. I am once again asking why Olu is not the bachelor. Like <laughs> once, once again, again asking. I've literally made that meme. It's on my Twitter. Everybody go retweet it. Cause we got to start a movement. <laughs> We're never going to get there unless everyone joins in. Come on, everybody. Sign and my petition. Olu, I didn't even write down what he said. I know he agreed, but my note well, was not that my note was just the way that I would lick Olu so fast. He is. <laughs> delicious for lack of a better term in every way he basically looks at chris s and he says you're looking at black excellence how dare you say that i have a low iq because i guess chris had made a comment about like the guys have low iqs they're all dumb and olu's like how fucking dare you yeah olu goes i have a whole master's degree i mean the best the sexiest the most empowering the most incredible thing I've ever seen on television. Like, I was like, okay, end it. I was like, that's it. All I needed was these two fucking guys yelling at stinky cheese man looking ass Chris S. And I'm good. That's the season, baby. I don't even have to see who Michelle's with. I'm like, great. We're done (laughs) here. Case closed. So yeah, the hots come out to play with the fucking (laughs) flops. And the flops are like, 
oh my god what like no and then they also talk to martin they're like martin you had a girlfriend the whole time he's like i didn't have a girlfriend i didn't have a girl i don't believe him i think he did have a girlfriend you know what i would i would believe anything anyone said about martin though if my cat whispered (laughs) in my ear like hey like martin fucking i don't know cut his dick off and threw it in a sewer i'd be like true like i'd be like it's so true (laughs) it sounds like something he he would do i bet he did (laughs) sounds like sounds like in character you know so I don't, yeah, I would believe anything. But yeah, basically Rick and Olu are like, I'm not fucking playing with you guys. Like you guys are all assholes and nobody can defend the bad guys. Not even Martin, who was friends with all of them. Not even Martin, who is their leader. He literally is fully Um, So that kind of stops the like nothingness portion. Then we go into hot seats um, and Jamie has the first hot seat, which of the people that I could hear from, like he was probably one of the ones I was more interested to hear from. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start asking him questions. And honestly, I didn't make any notes and it's because nothing he says makes any fucking sense at any point in time. Like someone made a meme that just says, them two plus two equals four jamie well actually it depends on whether you're doing math beneath beneath the norwegian sky and if plus is in regards to the theorem by einstein's first illegitimate son once removed and of course four is implied and a real question is an answer and the answer is that i'm right (laughs) yeah like that's basically what fucking jamie said yeah he doesn't apologize. He gives, he off. he go girl, give us nothing. Like he just offers nothing. It's there was like, a lot of go girl, give us nothing this episode. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. Isn't there always, every time we go into a mental, I'm like, we're going to get all the juice. And then it's always just a bunch of people saying absolutely nothing for two hours. And I'm like, okay, well another flop in the books, but yeah, Jamie just like gives us nothing. And then, uh, is it Rodney? I think it's Rodney that basically outs Jamie and says that the night that everything went down, when Jamie like went to Michelle was like, everyone hates you when they're all trying to figure out who did this. Jamie says to the guys, Hey, just like come forward. If it was you, he like tells all the guys to fess up when he knew that it was him that did it. Yeah. Psychotic. (laughs) That's so psychotic, dude. Like, just trying to be like, oh, well, it definitely wasn't me. Like, look at me. I'm trying to get someone to fess up. Okay, like, the psych ward for you. It's the psych ward for you. <laughs> you, need to go on a gri- you need to go on a grippy sock vacation, my friend. Like, that's insane. <laughs> that is an insane thing to do. And they're all like, okay, yeah, like, you literally did say that. And then they all had to watch the show back and be like, oh, it was literally Jamie. <laughs> like, fucked. <laughs> I've never heard the phrase grippy sock vacation. Uh, it's huge. It's huge on TikTok, but I'm on mentally ill TikTok due to the fact that I'm mentally ill. So maybe that's just a me thing. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, the next hot seat is for Rick. Um, and honestly, I only took two things out of the hot seat with Rick because uh, they had a good connection and it didn't work. Like that just is what it is. The two things that I took from Rick's hot seat were that Rick plays hockey. Yay. That was the first thing. <laughs> unhook my bra so I can throw it at the stage. Like if we had gone live, I would have been like, Kayla, like unhook my bra. <laughs> so that was the first thing. The second thing is that they're asking him like emotional things about his relationship with Tasha and like saying goodbye. They're like showing his date, doing his whole little arc like they do for people on the hot seat. 
And then they're asking him a question about like saying goodbye to Tasha and Tasha immediately or saying goodbye or, to Michelle. Michelle. And Tasha yeah. immediately goes, So what was it like having your head on the platter all night? <laughs> and like I know it's scripted. Like I know Tasha would never say anything that stupid, but like no. she said it and I was like, What? <laughs> Like that's some shit that if Chris Harrison had been hosting and said it, I would have been like, oh, he wrote his own script. <laughs> I would have been like, Chris was riffing, like Chris was improving. <laughs> but it's Tasha, so I'm like, mm, they wrote that. They yeah, wrote I'm that like, for her. She would never ask something that fucking no. idiotic. <laughs> like Rick is like, this is like also all of Twitter agrees with me. So thank you to all of Twitter for being like, if you were gonna pick a boring white guy, why didn't you pick Rick? Thank you, everybody. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm glad that I'm not the only person who feels like I'm crazy. Like. Because obviously I would have preferred anybody else. But like, if you're going to pick a boring white guy, Rick's great. <laughs> Rick is as boring and white he's, as they come. And, and he's so a nice. sweetie pie. And he's so nice. And he like, they were like, kind of like speaking like they always do in like bachelor nation generalizations, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, I don't even know. You know, all the shit that they say. It's like finding the one and, you know, they have my heart, whatever. I'm on my journey and for love. On my journey, on the journey. That's a big one. And like, he was kind of like laughing at it. Like at one point they said something and he, he like kind of giggled. And I was like, yeah, he's just like a normal guy. Yeah. He should have been a great bachelor. This is so fucked up. When, um, when Tasha asked yeah. him the, what was it like to have your head on a table thing? It reminds me of those interviews of like Disney channel actors when they're like 13 and they're like, the interviewer is like, so what's it like to play a different character every day? And the actor is like, it's really fun. Like, that's what that question was like, giving it's me. It's cool. I love being Zach and Cody. Like, <laughs> it just reminded like, me of like a Debbie Ryan interview. Yeah, literally. What's it like getting to play with slime at work? <laughs> like, mm, yeah. And then they bring out a table with a little platter on it. And they're like, Rick, open it. And it's borderline horrifying. He opens it and it is a cake of his face. And I'm wondering, like, name your price for the cake. I'm like, <laughs> money is, for your birthday. Let's, let's just say money is no object. How much for the cake? Um, <laughs> like, like, I'll write you a check right now. I'm not afraid to pay billions of dollars. Um, <laughs> name your price. Name your price. Money is no object. Please give me the Rick cake. It doesn't even look like Rick. And I'm like, I would love to have it. I would love to have it. I would like to pursue it. Um, I would like to frame it. I would like to eat it. Uh, you know, I don't need to go into heavy detail about everything. <laughs> and I will. I will go into heavy detail. And I will. Yeah, I want the cake. I want the cake. I want the Rick cake. Write that down. Write that down. Okay. Write that down, everybody. So my birthday's got- coming up in July. Please, um, <laughs> please, let's look into the Rick cake for then. You got seven months warning, so... So then we get to the only reason Emily and I even decided to record a podcast episode tonight, which is that um, on Instagram, on the Bachelorette Instagram, they teased that Taysha would be talking on the tell all about her breakup with Zach. And that was literally the only reason I tuned in. Um, And I have such mixed feelings about it because on the one hand, it's clear she's not ready to talk about it. And that's fine. It's very fresh. Like, I totally get it. So why are we making her talk about it? Like, if this were six months down the road and, like, she was more, like, you know, at ease with it, at peace with it, wanting to maybe share it, okay, great. But it's, like, it just felt like we were forcing her to talk about something that she's clearly not ready to talk about. And then, in turn, it made bad TV because it was so heavily teased and we got nothing out of it. Yeah. So I was, like... I was like, not only is it like cruel to Tasha, but it also just isn't good TV. Like I would have rather them just not it's, acknowledged it. 
it's not like when they made the show fucking 20 years ago and they only had TV to plug things that were happening. Like, oh, this is the drama. So we're going to interview them about their breakup on the show. Like, you know, she has Instagram and like when she's ready, she herself will make a statement either on her social media or to another rep. My cat is freaking out. Um, like, like she will in her own time do these things. And it was so weird because they like wanted a little bit of bachelor nation drama, I think on the special, but ultimately like she had nothing to say. So it made it like, it may like not, I don't even want to say disappointing because like, I love her and I don't want any, I don't want her to say anything. She doesn't mean, I don't want her to talk about anything until she's ready, but it was like, they teased that she was going to talk about it. And then she didn't really talk about it. And then she was uncomfortable and she ended up leaving the stage and going off and like walking in front of the camera. And it was just like an awkward moment. And I was like, you could have saved her that awkwardness. Had you just like, let her talk about this on her own time. Yeah. And it's like the thing that's hard about Tasha and Zach too, is like, they're such good people. Like even as reality TV stars, like you're so invested in them. There's a reason why people like love this couple so much. And it's because they are real people. They're not just like right. Instagram thirst monster, like whatever. What I respected about Tasha is like, I'm not a big Kanye fan, but like I am a big Kardashians fan. And on the Kardashians reunion, Kim and Kanye's divorce news had just broken. And so Andy Cohen was like asking her all sorts of questions about the divorce. And it was very much the same. Like she just refused to answer it wasn't answering questions about it. And to me, like, even though they're celebrities, they're reality TV stars, they're all those things. Like to me, that's like the trademark of like, it was a legitimate relationship and like the people involved, like really respect each other. And like, Kim's not going to get on the reunion and slam Kanye and like Taysha and Zach, despite being like, okay, Kim and Kanye are literally like the A of A-list and like Taysha and Zach are bachelor stars, but like same premise, like it's clearly like a real relationship where they love and respect each other and she's not going to get on the men tell all airing at 9 a.m or 9 p.m eastern after a boy band christmas and slander him (laughs) was it kenny's boy band that's the question um no yeah like she and she basically just says she's like it it was really hard we tried really hard she really loved him and she's not sure what the future holds that's basically what she said. And all yeah, that I got it. out of that, all that I got out of that was like, they're going to get back together because yeah, I literally. am mentally ill. Uh- <laughs> Our toxicity. We're like, wait, yeah, I'm to- I'm the problem. Um, like anytime I've ever said, I don't know what the future holds. It's because I was trying to get back together. Mm-hmm. I so. think that Tasha should be the bachelorette again. I think she should be the bachelorette every season until it works. Yeah, until it works. I want her to find <laughs> yeah. someone. You know what? Um, Fair enough. And I don't know why I wrote I'm obsessed with Caitlin, but but whatever I wrote it about, I mean it. I love I her. I mean it. It's true. Yeah. Um I don't know what it is. and so then they bring up Rodney right after it was super weird too, because they talked to Tasha after a commercial break and then like had to just continue with the segment, which I think is why she walked off. Like they should have done it like at the end, I think so that she could have had like the commercial to like regroup. So basically they talked her at the end of a commercial break and then they call up Rodney and Rodney comes in. Angel goes and like apologizes to Tasha and is like, I'm so sorry that, you know, you're going through that. And I was like, you're so nice. And then that's when Tasha basically walks off the stage. I'm not saying it's Rodney. 
I don't believe it's Rodney, but there was some kind of like, it might've been from your nemesis, Zachary reality. I don't it know. It was but- from Zachary reality. And I know exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't Rodney. It was the guy that went home like night one or two. Okay. Because someone like apparently when Zachary reality posted that Tasha and Zach broke up a guy from Michelle's season who was apparently undisclosed replied and was like Artasia's DMs open and Zachary reality was like um they literally just broke up and also like yeah like she's a celebrity her DMs are open like why are you asking um so apparently like someone's trying to get with Tasha from Michelle's season which will inevitably not work especially if it's like a night to go home loser like I think somebody guessed it in the comments and Zachary reality who has no discretion was like, (laughs) I'm not going to say that's right, but it might be right. Sorry. That was like kind of an offensive um, impression. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so listen, (laughs) this is where I started to get annoyed because it becomes clear that like, we're not really going to get any time with Martin. And I was annoyed by that because Martin to me was the season's primary villain. Like Jamie went home early like he was annoying but he yeah, went home he was early. like week two or three it was like he was an issue but like not for that long and like we didn't think about him again right same with Chris S like he was annoying but he went home we didn't deal with him again like Martin made it to like the top six like to me Martin deserved a hot seat not deserved but like I would have gotten more out of a Martin hot seat than I did from some of the other ones. Well, then a Jamie hot seat, even like as much as I loved seeing Rick have the one-on-one time, I would have rather had Martin get grilled by Michelle sitting up there by himself. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Then we get to them showing Clayton's preview uh, with all the guys with guns at their back. And Clayton's preview is like, they're like, this is going to be the most dramatic season ever. And I think that there have been multiple leads who have fucked their entire fantasy suite group. And it's not been a big deal. Like most Hannah Brown, most, most, if not all, most, if not all, sorry, most, if not all. Like- right. And like, <laughs> Clayton, basically the big reveal of Clayton's preview is that he reveals he was intimate with more than one person. They show the top two also. They like show the two women that it is. Not that we know who that is right now, but like any person with like Hulu and Google could like figure it out out who those two are. It's so fucked up. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even care about his season to watch it live. I don't want to know spoilers about it. Like, yeah, the only thing keeping me going is that, like, maybe it'll be interesting eventually. (laughs) The primary feature that we got from the um, preview is actually not of anything to do with the season. It's that we got the lovely Gateway Arch featured in the promo. We're going to St. Louis, baby. For at least the the intro shots. I'm annoyed, though, because, like, St. Louis actually, if they had done what they did with Michelle's season, where like they went to Minneapolis for almost all of the season, like if they had done that with Clayton's season, then I actually would have known where places are and I would have felt like so cool. But like now they're traveling again. So it's probably just for the exterior shots yeah. in the beginning. Damn it. Damn. Rude. That was all um, Clayton's season was going to give me. But yeah, it's like they just like show literally the very end of the season. And I was like, 
I get showing a preview and wanting it to be like, look at the drama, but like they literally showed the top two and basically reveal that like he has sex with both of them, which is like maybe like just me being completely numb to anything like that. But like, that's not a huge deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. And it shows like both the women sobbing and I'm like, okay, well, this is like what the show is. Like you get to the end and like, you basically fuck four people. Like, I don't know know what to tell you. Also the way I just realized I'm sitting here in a St. Louis t-shirt. I was, I'm just a really big fan, fan, fan energy. But then, um, the other big notable thing I took away from the preview was that they did one girl fucking dirty because she's sitting there with her head in her hands crying and they zoom in on her nails and she's missing one fake nail. And they like zoomed in so hard on her hands. I'm like, nobody could have fixed that in post. I would actually cry my eyes out. One of my nails fell off. Like I wear fake nails. One of them fell off when I was with people over the weekend and I'm still recovering from like my embarrassment. (laughs) And I was with like four people. Like I wasn't like out. I was just like hanging out with people. And I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like like, I I will never recover. On TV? <laughs> no. I wouldn't and I wouldn't go to the women tell all. I wouldn't go to after the final rose. You would never hear from me again. I'd be like, no, sorry. The nail, it was too much for me. And it was like she was in like a gown. Like it was like a rose ceremony. Yeah. No. Immediately no. That's so rude. I was like, I was like, this is ABC. Nobody could have like edited a fake nail onto her hand. Yeah, that's that's vile, honestly. And not in the Nick, not in the Nick way, but in the vile, like disgusting way. Um, so also they showed, like, they did the thing that they do where they're like, we didn't show some of the dates and they showed this date where they basically were like, carve things out of butter. Hey, weird. But it reminded me of the infamous Ted Cruz tweet where (laughs) it's a picture, it's a picture of him with a cow sculpted from butter. And it says, wow, a cow made of butter. My girls would love it. In fact, the first sentence Caroline ever said was I like butter. Uh, I just felt like I needed to bring that tweet up as I do think about it every single day. And this date did pertain to Ted Cruz. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't know. There's a there's a <laughs> sneaky little connection there that maybe they want us to not ke- catch on to. But I'm on Do You Mike Fleiss. Um, oh, my God. I so, see what you're doing. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All I Caroline's, heard. Caroline's first sentence was, I love butter. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> that's a fantastic thing to tweet about your child. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll give, I'll give Ted Cruz one thing and it's social media presence. I'll take one, I'll take one bad thing I've said about him back, which is, has nothing, like, I'll take one of the things that aren't about, like, his politics. Like, I'll take back one of the things about, like, him being the Zodiac killer back because he tweeted that. <laughs> And that's fucking phenomenal. I mean, if if that's a great tweet, that's a great tweet. And that's all that this date reminded me of. All I could think of was Ted Cruz. And if, if all I could think of is Ted Cruz, you're doing something severely wrong with your television programming. Um, I, uh, just to round out the preview of next season before we, you know, jump into the uh, other random shit that happened. Um, I texted you this, but I... I think that Clayton's season might take a different direction than we thought it was going to, because we thought we were getting like, they're pitching like wholesome Missouri boy, like whole thing. And then his entire preview was basically just them shoving it down our throats that Clayton fucks. Yeah. Clayton. So like, maybe we're not getting this like wholesome Missouri boy vibe that we thought we might get. 
I don't know. I'm keeping my I'm keeping my hopes high because I would rather get a season of his oh. plot line being Clayton Fox than like good old Missouri boy. You know, I would love it. I would. I wish. In fact, I wish when they had held the guns to the guys' heads, they would have said, "Well, Clayton fucks." <laughs> you know, one thing about Clayton, that guy fucks. I would be a thousand percent more invested than I am. So, if ultimately, <laughs> if that's what the premise is, Godspeed, good luck. Um, I'll be watching it, um, and I'm. I'll be hoping. You know what? If the whole thing is like Clayton's actually a man whore, believe it or not, psyched thrilled maybe i will show... be over the moon if that's the case maybe they'll show some peen yeah <laughs> they're like we don't fucking care anymore here tasteful <laughs> tasteful nudity tasteful nudity <laughs> you know what it's airing after a very boy band new year so yeah, they're like we couldn't it. even get the fucking eight o'clock slot because of a very boy band new year so here fetch fucking dick pics bitch that's what we're gonna get in the new year with Clayton. And you know what? It's what we deserve. I'm crying. So oh um oh man. And if we if we got also, I just have to add, like, as I would also be mad if the nudes we finally got were Clayton. Like that would that would be really devastating for me. Like, oh my God, they're finally showing peen and it's Clayton's like <laughs> earth shattering. Like, oh, okay. Make well. old Lucy coward. <laughs> yeah, like we had other options again. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this could potentially go in that direction. It could get porny. It could get porny. I would I don't love think for The Bachelor to get porny. If the if the Bachelor gets porny during Clayton season, I'll eat my toenail. Um, that would be insane. That would be the the greatest plot twist in fucking history. Like, really? So That's then, the one you chose. And then the most dull moment in Bachelor history. Becca Kufrin stands up from the audience to let us know that Bachelor live on stage is coming back to go to Forty City. Emily, do you want to like Emily? If you fly to Chicago, I'll buy the tickets. Let's go to Bachelor oh. live on stage and just yeah. black out. <laughs> yeah, time and place, baby, dude. I'm about to buy JoJo Siwa tickets. I'm not above anything. Like, <laughs> why in the world are you about to buy JoJo Siwa tickets? I love her. I love her. I love her. She's a queen. She's a lesbian queen and an icon. And I don't know any of her music, but I would love to go to her concert. <laughs> Um, and I loved her on Dancing with the Stars. That's ultimately why. Uh, so I'm not above anything, and I would totally fly to Chicago for ba- for Bachelor Live. Especially, they're, they're literally going to come like a, like a half an hour away from you, probably. <laughs> You're like, nope, in getting it, on a plane, I'll, going to Chicago. I'll go to both. I'll, we'll do a switcheroo. You come here, I'll go to you. Oh my God. Totally fine. We'll go twice and be blacked out for both. So we'll have no information to give on how it goes because <laughs> we will both be wasted. I would totally go, but yeah, this was so lame. It was just like. Also, I kind of thought that they were going to bring up Becca because I thought that they would be like, Becca's with Thomas. Like, no, they were just like, do an ad, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, you you were the bachelorette like like, four years ago. Yeah, you're a commercial. We don't care about you. I was like, Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was was super weird. So awkward. So scripted. I was like, ooh. Um, And then weirdly, like the the format of this, so then we bring Michelle out, which to me, the, the episode structure of this was all wrong. Like, like 
I don't understand why Michelle didn't come out a long time ago. Once the conversation with Michelle was over, then we talked to Tasha. Then we cut to bloopers. We make it funny. Episode ends. Like yeah. there could have been this. The order and made no sense. Michelle could have been sitting out there for like the cut dates portion, the bloopers portion. Like she mm-hmm. could have been out there for the full last hour, and they only brought her out at ten thirty. And I was like, it's too. It's so late. Like what the? Yeah. It's her fucking show. Like what are we doing? And then we go back and forth with her and Jamie for a little while, where he basically tries to gaslight her. She's not having it, and she's like. You say that these things that you respect about me are like th- that these are things that you respect, but like you don't display any of those characteristics. Like she, he basically is complimenting her and she's like, no heart as she should. And then yeah. he eventually gives what seems to be a genuine apology and he apologizes to her, to the guys, whatever, and all is fine and good. And then Caitlin, the only other notable thing that I wrote down is that Tasha or Caitlin, one of the two of them, asks her if there's anybody she regrets sending home as early as she did. And she says, oh, Lou. Which is like, me too. I regret that for you. Yeah, you made a mistake, <laughs> bitch. I miss him so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we get, like, we don't get a Martin, like, hot seat. We just get, like, a Martin, like, also evading the questions. Like, just the same way Jamie did, being like, you know... I think we had misunderstandings. Like he's, he holds strong to the fact that like they misunderstood each other. And I'm like, yeah. no, you were an asshole. Like yeah. there wasn't misunderstanding. You were just a dick. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like mad because I wanted him like she, and she did not let him or Jamie off the hook very quickly. She let Chris S off the hook kind of quickly, but like, whatever, he's a ween. Like it doesn't really matter. But like, with um the two of them like she does like hold them accountable but like I would have liked to see a Martin hot seat because I think he deserved it and like you said like he was the villain and he basically got like very brief questioning during which he was like well we misunderstood each other a lot yeah it was was all just it was just nothing um yeah, it's just bad. So basically that was the mental all, um, wasn't the worst mental all I've ever seen, but it also certainly wasn't the best. It wasn't there the was, worst or the best. Oh, there was also a streaker during it, like for Rodney yeah. and it was so put on and so fake. It was like another, like, Oh my God, I'm watching like Maury moment. And it, like, that's where it gets, it, I mean, a lot of it was really bad, but like, it gets so bad when they try to be so theatrical. Cause I'm like, okay, as much as this show like isn't real, let's not make it less real than it is. Like, right. <laughs> these are still like re- relatively, like these are still real people on the show. So let's not make them like a joke by having all these stupid bits happen. It was just dumb. Was yeah, like, it was, it was blows. stupid for sure. But my two biggest notes of the entire thing um, were one Clayton should have been there. He should have had a lengthy hot seat. So that we could know something about him going into his season. That was my first note. And my second note was that Michelle should have been there a lot longer. Yep. Those are my two big notes. 100%. 100%. Super weird layout. And like, yeah. I mean, it was just dumb. And there was like all this arguing and like Tasha and Caitlin had to like kind of reel it in a lot. And it was just like, this is stupid. Especially the pizza shit. I was like, I don't Oh, also Peter like gives them pizza at the end. And I was like, that pizza is drugged. Please do not eat that pizza. <laughs> do not eat that pizza. Please test the pizza with Narcan. Please do not <laughs> eat the pizza. <laughs> like, I was like, no, don't trust it. 
And that's um, how it ended. Um, and that was it. Yeah, they like ate pizza and him and Will like hugged it out and were like, hey, let's let bygones be bygones. I was like, this shit fucking blows. So he didn't really get served is what we learned. Um, yeah, basically it was a fake lawyer. Fakers. Classic. I want to uh, be the fake lawyer on The Bachelor Men Tell All. How do I book that gig? <laughs> yeah, how do I book it? Yeah, just like walk out looking angry and like give someone papers and then like walk away. I could totally do that. Um, <sighs> whatever. Then there's kind of like two little things that happen in Bachelor Nation. Both like are kind of sad slash not great. Um, one is that Ivan's brother, who was his family member on Tasha's season for hometowns, who he is very close to, um, and he talked a lot in his hometown about how he was so proud of his brother because he lost a lot of years with his brother because he was in prison. Um, and he was so happy to get to have a relationship with him again. He has now been convicted or, uh, charged with murder. Um, and I feel very terribly for Ivan and his family, especially cause we got to see like how proud Ivan was of his brother. And I don't know any more details about it than that. I don't know if his brother is guilty of murder, but as we know, in this country, black men who are incarcerated are not always incarcerated because they're guilty. So yep. We're staying tuned for information on that. I'm not saying whether he is or he isn't. I literally don't know any information, but we do know that the system works at an extremely unfair disadvantage to men of color. So I'm thinking of Ivan and his family because I know that that was like a huge part of his hometowns and how excited he was to have a relationship with his brother. So I'm hoping for the best for him and his family. Um. So that was the the first thing. And I don't really know that there's anything more to say about that, but it's just kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the second thing is coming out Colton was released and more people are watching it than I thought that there would be. And more people are talking about watching it than I think there should be. Hey, are you not embarrassed are you not embarrassed to That's watch embarrassing. that? embarrassing. <laughs> I was embarrassing. Well, I was saying like, I was like, I, you know what? The one thing from coming out Colton that I would be interested to know is how he addresses the Cassie situation. So I'm like, if someone I know watches it and can tell me what episode that's in, maybe I'll watch that one episode because I'm interested in hearing him talk about that specifically. Mm-hmm. And apparently I didn't watch it, but apparently the most he addresses it is that he says that the restraining order doesn't say me stalking and harassing Cassie. He says, when Cassie got a restraining order against me, it was a wake-up call to me that I needed to start living my life truthfully. That makes me want to throw up. No, I don't give a shit. Like, I... This, and I don't mean any, like, insensitivity towards people who are struggling with their sexuality. Like, I, I... am an ally. You have my full support. And I, I am so, so supportive of people who are struggling with their sexuality, who are having difficulty coming out. I so, so, so try to empathize with that situation. That being said, struggling with your sexuality, because you're from a Christian Midwestern white football upbringing does not equate to that's why I stalked and harassed my ex-girlfriend and put a tracker on her car. Like that is one plus one equals sock. No, literally. And I've seen <laughs> so many, I've seen so many articles this week that are like, Cassie didn't appear on Colton's new show. Here's why. I don't have to read that shit. I know why 
Like fucking, and did we expect her to? And also it's like, Cassie will not be watching Colton's new series. No, would you? Like, <laughs> I fucking, I sure as hell wouldn't. Like, it's so, I just feel so bad for him. Like, leave that fucking poor girl alone. Leave her yeah. alone. You've already done enough. And if you want to bring her up, take some accountability. Like, yes. It puts it on her being like, she got a restraining order. No, you stalked and harassed her. Right. It's like taking full- the restraining order is consequential. Like it's inconsequential. It's like, that's the side note. You got a restraining order placed against you because you put a tracker on her car and stalked and harassed her. Like, like what's it- not clicking, baby? What's not clicking? And it makes me so upset because there have been friends of mine who are not super bachelor fan type of people who are LGBTQ and who are in the community. And now there's a documentary about a bachelor who ended up coming out. And obviously optics wise, that's a great story. Like somebody who was arguably a part of like the most heteronormative franchise in pop culture ending up coming out and celebrating his sexuality. Like I understand why optics wise, that's a great story, but I I have friends watching this documentary because they're members of the LGBTQ community and not because they're bachelor fans. And so when I can understand why, when you're watching this documentary and you don't know anything about Colton going into it, it's like, Oh, like I love the representation. This is great. But I'm like, no, like this is not a good person. I remember when he came out getting texts and like, and like people sharing the Instagram posts and stuff with me. Yeah. And people were like, you know, oh my God, crazy. We're look at this. And it was again, yeah, it was the same. It was like friends who are gay or whatever. And it was like, yeah, but this isn't like, like I, like great for him. I'm glad that he can live truthfully, but like, he's not a good guy. Like, I don't want this to get the optics it's get it's getting because like, you know, he can live truthfully. He can come out and live his life. And I hope that he does. And I wish that for him. Like I wish him a happy life but I don't necessarily wish him a successful one because like he, 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 he stopped and harassed her and like all of it. And I said this kind of last week, a little bit when we talked about Colton was like, he doesn't, he's not doing anything to fight for the LGBTQ community. He's not doing anything to help them. He's not doing anything to like benefit the community. All of this is so he can be back in the spotlight. Yeah. And that rubs me the wrong way too. Cause it's like, you're allowed to live your truth. However that is, however, but like coming out and then not taking accountability for your actions, not taking accountability for the way that you hurt the woman that you were dating after going on this dating show. Um, and not just hurt her, broke her heart, like actually did psychological damage most likely. Yeah. Um, and then coming out and then using that to get famous again instead of using it to be like, Hey, I've had a wake up call. Like I said, last week, your parents are kind of bigots. It's been, it's like on the internet that they're not great people that your family doesn't believe in like human rights. (laughs) And also people are saying like people who are watching the documentary again, who aren't bachelor fans who don't know anything about Colton or his family, people are like loving his dad after the documentary. And I'm like, it just, it's, it's frustrating. And the person I feel the worst for is Cassie to like yeah. know this situation, to know these people, obviously. And like, I can't think of anything worse 
No. Then going on a dating show, having millions of people watch like the insanity of your relationship starting because that season was crazy. Then everybody having an opinion about your relationship, everybody calling your boyfriend gay while you were dating, like news outlets and all of that. Then he stalks and harasses you. You guys break up. And then he comes out and everybody acts like what happened with you never happened. Right. And acts like he's a hero. Right. Acts like, like he's the fucking martyr of the LGBTQ community because he came out after being the bachelor. That's my nightmare. Like, yeah, that's, I can't it, think of anything where it's I like, I don't imagine. even want, I don't even like watching some of my exes, like Instagram photos, get a lot of likes, no. let alone them getting like an, a, an eight figure Netflix deal. Dude, like, I had a time when some of my friends liked one of my ex's posts and I got mad at all of them. And I told them that they, we would not be friends if the behavior continued. That's insane on my part, but I couldn't even fucking handle like three of my friends doing that for the world to be watching this person who hurt you so deeply, like as if he's such a hero yeah, and such a like great and interesting and amazing person that sucks. Also my nemesis Zachary reality posted today, but it was from an article that an interview that Colton did that the only person from bachelor nation that Colton still talks to is Chris Harrison. Who's surprised. Who's fucking surprised. Like actually surprises me because he did have like quite a few close friends in bachelor nation. Like he was really close with Blake Hortzman. Like like, he yeah. did, but, but then again, when all the Cassie shit happened, a lot of people in Bachelor well, Nation were like, no, that's my thing with it. And that's yeah. why I guess it, it, it surprises me because of, yeah, obviously he had friends, but it doesn't surprise me because these are the two people who like Chris Harrison has, you know, he made some extremely insensitive and racist comments. Yeah. And so nobody really fucks with Chris anymore. And Except, then Colton, who's the other person Chris Harrison fucks with. Who? Peter Who? Weber. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> that fucker. I mean, isn't he always involved? And then, but then Colton, you know, stalks and harasses Cassie and Chris decides bygones are bygones. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, these yeah. two fucking men who can never be held accountable for their own actions will also not hold each other accountable for their actions. Makes perfect sense why they would be the best. One plus one equals sock divided by Peter Weber. Is the yeah, equation. literally, literally. So I saw that and I was like, well, that fucking makes sense because these two guys will never have a hard conversation with each other in their lives. No, no. So that's it. That's all that's going on in Bachelor Nation. Um, If you watched Coming Out Colton and we are missing any kind of insight about the Cassie situation, feel free to let us know. I would love if if he said more than I think he said about it. Yeah, I would love Um, to be wrong. I would love to be wrong about this. I hate being wrong, but I would love to be wrong about this. Yeah, so if we're missing something, we don't plan on watching it. So if we're missing something, feel free to let us know. Um, But that's it. Um, We will be back next week for what I assume. Is next week the finale or is it next week and Mm, then the week after? Next week and the week after. You're brutal. I know. And after the final rose is in two weeks too. Also, I asked Ryan if he would be a guest on our episode for Clayton's premiere because I'll be with him. We will be in Florida. So yeah, it's next week. And then the following is the finale. And then nice. so we'll one see week you- of break, I think, and or like an episode off. And then we've got, we're back. That's so ridiculous. That's so fucking ridiculous. Like, let me breathe. So. So anyways, we'll see you guys then. Have a great week. Enjoy the six days you have remaining until this starts back up again. 
literally yeah and then we're back on a tuesday too like the schedule is all fucked this sucks anyway hey, you get a full almost a little over a week a little over a week how how blissful so yeah follow us on instagram at jolt and salt my podcast uh give us a review um wherever you listen to your podcasts and thank you as always for tuning in thank you everyone have a great night bye bye